Okay. okay. Luck starts. We got, you, got, you got a minute, Matt. We're cutting down. Okay, cool. Whenever you're ready. Cool. Three, two, one. Oh, Ridiculous. <laughs> a minute is fucking long. Oh. <laughs> that was what, 15 I've... seconds, I assume. We would lose listeners if we went for a full minute. I'll yeah, take exactly. <laughs> Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Elite Rugby Banter. We like our rugby and we like talking about it. Uh, we've got a bunch of wolves here in studio. Matt, uh, I think as you've just heard from the beginning of the episode prior to our introductory music that you all know so well, Matt smashed it out for a minute. We just edited it for content purposes and to ensure it stayed PG-13. You did damn well. So just to say, Matt, how's it going? Oh, I've still got the shakes. I think it's the most cardio I've done in like six months. <laughs> <laughs> voice crack. Uh, that was Alex. Having, having a good, good uh, giggle. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm in a good mood now. Thank you. Yeah, so am I actually. And then uh, Ben as well. How are you? Oh, I'm well, thanks. Uh, good, good. It was an action-packed weekend of rugby. I think Australia did did everyone many favors and no favors at all. And uh, there were a couple of crackers here in South Africa and I think in Christchurch. So, let's just get straight into the news, and I know we discussed this on the WhatsApp group. Joe Moody is a lucky bastard. He's only been banned for two weeks for allegedly, well, not allegedly, it's, it's been done, putting his elbow slashed arm into Curtly Bill's throat on the way to scoring his try. That's the start of the Crusaders comeback. Um, Matt, you messaged me and you said you have no problem with this, the fact that he only got a two-week ban. Yeah, well, that's because he's in my draft side. I fully, I fully expected. <laughs> I fully expected. I fully expected to have my second prop go down for six weeks for, for sighting. I was legitimately first thing when I saw the news. I was like, ah, oh, fuck, he's gone. Because I mean, what? Penny got six weeks, and Skuman got six weeks. Uh, so I really. Well, no, but but Penny uh, Skuman bit someone. So yeah, no, that's, that's what. Yeah. Six weeks, so six weeks so no, but that's what I'm saying. Skuman six but, weeks. But, it was a soft six weeks, yeah, and so. Penny, yeah, so it was six, a, a high tackle, essentially. Yes. Yeah, so either, that's just, the thing. Either, it was either, really just a high tackle. Both of those were like either side, a soft six weeks and a harsh six weeks. So I thought Moody was going to you know, be the sort of average six weeks. But no, apparently yeah. apparently New Zealand so, needs it for France. So, so this is the thing, right? So Skuman's original ban was supposed to be 12 weeks. And they cut it to six because he had a, he had a clean record. Um, yeah. Penny, Penny's was originally going to be six weeks. Then they added a week because he doesn't have a clean record. <laughs> and so it was seven weeks. Then they took remorse into consideration. So they made it two weeks. Uh, so they took away two weeks. So it came down to five weeks. But then they said the suspension is going to be enforced until June 17th, which makes the total time seven weeks. <laughs> so, oh, but is but it, it, is it seven playing weeks, though? Uh, I yeah, don't. I think he I has know, a buy. I, I think he might it's have a buy. Only, in it's, probably only, it's probably five games, seven weeks. Yeah. I think it's five matches in seven weeks. So whatever. Like I, I'm with them because I think it should be matches instead of weeks. That's fine. But in in light of that, so it's twelve months. Sorry, not twelve months. Twelve weeks for biting. Let's say five weeks for a high tackle. It was a bad high tackle, but a high tackle. Two weeks for Joe Moody for fucking assaulting another player. In full view of however, however many people are watching, so it's probably like 8,000 people. Like, he literally assaulted Kirtley Beale for no reason. Like, he didn't have the ball. Neither of them had the ball. Neither of them were even close to the ball. He literally, sure. he just took him out. Yeah. Can he I say something else? Can yeah. I just add? Part of the sighting, why it's only two weeks? Because I think this is the best thing I've heard all weekend. It's because of Moody's exemplary disciplinary records thus far. Yeah. I mean, how, how many times has he been pinged? But, yeah, okay, well, no, I mean, that's... So he's, but he's never no, no, been but, cited. But it's right? if they've come before the commission or whatever. Uh, he's never been cited or suspended. But, like, this is my problem, is that with him, it's, like, exemplary yeah. clean record. 
like you can't have an exemplary exemplary clean record. Like you, you don't positively gain credit by I don't know, like shaking the, the opponent's hand after the pitch or something. Like if you just never been cited, right? That's like that's the default setting. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's normal. So he that's should normal. he should have the yeah. same. So 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 basic. But was there a process? Was it like he got four weeks and then it got cut? Yes, yes. He got four weeks and then it was cut. But even at four weeks, that's four a weeks third of what Skuman got for biting. Okay, look, biting is grubby. Like biting is a weird yeah. thing to do to another yeah. guy. But in terms of the overall like intent, yeah, biting is as bad as elbowing a guy in the in the, in the jaw. Yeah. I think it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty did, more did, likely did, to do damage. Yeah, yeah, it's actually, it's more dangerous. Like, elbowing, like, elbowing someone in the neck, you could legitimately kill them. Biting yeah. them, fine, it, it hurts, so or, or whatever, but, yeah, like, there's no real threat on life there. So, yeah, yeah. you're going for the but, uh, Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe this will actually lead to a positive thing where they kind of review bans and then start, because, because I think they really just need kind of like a, like a cheat sheet almost. Just say, okay, biting's 12 weeks, if, if your record's clean, any ban is halved. Biting twelve weeks, a punch ten weeks, whatever. Like they make a, they make like a list because it's well, at the moment it's a bit arbitrary. Which, which like obviously in, in sort of normal courts of law, it's kind of because there are mitigating circumstances and stuff. But I don't think, I don't think the the system but, needs to be that complex in rugby. Well, they they do have aggravating factors. So like with Penny, he got extra weeks because he didn't have a clean record, right? So, Scoobine and Moody both had had mitigating factors, and Penny had aggravating factors, but this is the thing, like, for me, Moody's should have been, like, they should have said, look, yeah, technically, we're looking at contact to the head and face area, right? That's like, if you you reduce it to a sentence, that's what it is. But when you look at it, when you watch it, you're like, no, 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 you fucking elbowed oak in the head. That's, like, that's basically a punch, like, it's the same thing as a punch. Alright, I'm gonna, gonna get too yeah, 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 I'm gonna step in here. We need okay, to move, can we, I, can we need to move on. Say, so, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I've, I've said my piece. Did Moody admit guilt? Uh, I know yeah, I yeah, he did. Remorse. He did. He, he accepted no, a guilty plea. If you, if you, yeah, if you issue a guilty plea, that might yes. further. I've, yeah, I think that plays a huge factor. Yeah, he, he took, yeah. A, he, yeah, took he took the guilty plea. I did see that. Yeah, but I don't think that that that's that factored into the the reduction from four to two. Yeah. But my thing is that the entry point should never have been four. It should have yeah. been, been at least six. Yeah, yeah. It should be twelve. It should be twelve, yeah. At least six is what I said. Alright, yeah, well, cool. uh, the only person happy with that decision is Matt, clearly, because he gets him back uh, by, by the <laughs> June tests. But mentioning the June test, someone who would not be there is Pat Lambie. He played a whole three minutes in the European Champions Cup final for Racing 92. And he got injured. He has, so I've written it down here, a knee ligament injury. He'll be out between six to nine months. I know Rassi had been speaking in his ear. Very quickly, guys, um, I don't think this is that much of a travesty for the box. Actually, well, maybe from fullback, but at 10, I think we're okay. So I feel bad for Pat. He's actually kicked on. He kept Dan Carter out of that team. I know um, some New Zealand scribes or English scribes are giving him cuck, but I don't think it's that big a deal for the box. I well, guess yeah. like I would have liked him at 15, but otherwise I think we'll be okay. I do feel bad for no, him. He's had a good season. I don't think we need him. I don't think we need no. him. Wasn't Carter injured though as well? Yeah, he got injured yes. in the warm up. <laughs> yeah. like so a... then they subbed in Lambie and then Lambie. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Lambie, uh, Lambie was Carter, starting. Yeah, Carter oh, was on the bench. Oh, was Carter supposed Lambie, to be? On... Oh, Lambie okay. was keeping Carter on the bench this whole season, more or less. Shit. I think, from what I've heard. Yeah. So apparently his form's been really good, but I don't know if you guys watched that game at all. No, I didn't get around. No, I tried to. Like, I, I, of rugby was enough for me on Saturday. Yeah, uh, to be honest, like I actually switched from that over to um, a bit of Nola Gold in the in the rugby, the the major league rugby. Oh, did you? Uh, well, yeah, that's not on Super Sport, eh? No, yeah. no, it's on Facebook. Yeah. They stream it live on Facebook, but oh, um, cool. it wasn't a great game. Like I tuned in, I tried to watch, but it was a bit boring. And as we saw from the scoreline, it was all penalties. It was five penalties cool. to four. Ooh, um, who, who won? Sorry, I don't even know. Yeah, uh, Leinster. Leinster. Yeah, so they won 15-12. That was the score. Yeah. All right, and then as my final piece of news, I, th- I find this to be the most. Okay, can I can I just say, um, <laughs> Lambie should have Lambie should have played cricket, like I've been saying for. Yeah. <laughs> he should have retired and played cricket. Now he can't play cricket because he's got a bug in knee. It's his fault. Yeah. Same uh, with Jack can em- you can employ a runner. Like yeah. you can, he can take Clayton Blomikis with him and employ a runner. <laughs> 
Um, something else that just popped out, we'll be very brief on this, but I think we can discuss it more greatly when we talk about the actual Springboks. SRAP, they've scrapped the overseas rule, according to Sport24, reported on, what's today, Sunday, on Friday. Um, Springbok coach Rice Yamasas can select whoever he wants after SRAP on Thursday scrapped the overseas-based policy. We don't need to go into all of this, but we want to win the World Cup. I just think it's very interesting. Uh, just quick quick one-liners from you guys. So, and um, it, ang- it angers me. <laughs> one, th- one thing they said, though, um, they did say that Alistair Kutsia was also told that it would be scrapped for him if he had been still coach as well. Oh. Apparently, they said they, they made sure to mention that as well. Okay. That had he been coach, he would have also had that same rule applied to him. I don't uh, know if that was in well, that was so in a different say. article. Well. Yeah, so they say it's easy to say it. No, I mean, wait until he fires off an angry email to his lawyer and then his lawyer leaks it for us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ben, do you have one more thing to say? Just about. Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, like, I'm, I'm quite. I want our, I want the Springboks to be all locally based players. Like, I understand there is sort of this. As a fan, you kind of see all their talent overseas, and you're like, wow. But too bad. Like, I think we should. We should stick to our convictions, reward people who are slugging it out in South Africa for less money. Um, yeah, because they actually they actually adding to the local game. They what the local fans see, and yeah. I, I think they they should be rewarded with with Springbok places. Now, to be honest, like I think we we just focusing on the result. Now we're actually not looking at the way we're doing it, and it's not developing our own rugby. In the long run, this is going to hurt us. I'm going to say. I, I couldn't mm. agree more. Ben yeah. took the words out of my mouth. This is not sustainable. Uh, I don't know. I kind of don't quite agree. But I said, well, we'll it's we'll leave it for a, another time. But I mean, that's part of the yeah. news. Um, very quickly, the junior box, Ben. I think you are our junior box correspondent. What happened yeah, in England? The junior, the junior. Alex actually watched this game, so my yeah. my knowledge is purely theoretical. But the junior box have finished their their little uh, their tour of uh, Britain. And they so they have beat Wales quite comfortably, forty odd three beat Scotland, similar result, and now they've just had a good win over England, twenty six twelve, I think. Uh, I can't uh, remember the exact score, but that sounds right. Yeah, and generally in the Junior World Cup, England are strong contenders almost yeah. all the time. So beating England now relatively comfortably is uh, is a really good sign, I would say. Yeah. Cool. And then, um, just yeah, yeah, some notes on what happened in the game. It was really like there was a lot of really good forward dominance, um, which is a surprise because England actually had quite a big pack, and the commentators even mentioned that it was surprising to them to see the English team getting out, effectively outmuscled. Um, and the, they were playing with rolling subs, which was actually really effective because everyone stayed pretty fresh for the whole game, yeah. which is interesting to see. I don't know if that's going to be a rule for the Junior World Cup, but it was good. Our backline defense was weak, though. We led through some very soft tackles, so that's the only concern. All right. And, and then, and then uh, just the final thing uh, that I spotted, uh, Simonique Cabanisa from City Press. He ended up speaking to the Cheetahs CEO, uh, Harold Fester, uh, about the Cheetahs' participation in the Pro 14. I've just chose a few interesting choice comments that I found very interesting. Just some of the comments that Fester played. He said that, when the Chiefs, they sold four players, those Clayton, Bomakis, Kasim, Fenter, and Boerta, they made money from that for the transfer fees. Uh, they're focusing on a new generation of rugby fans. They're targeting fans of all age groups. He says there should be Wi-Fi at the stadiums. It should be a party. And uh, social integration is important to young fans. He says there are four to 500 of them, but they're going to grow to 5,000. And the final comment that he made is that they're targeting the European Champions Cup. They're making the same amount of money as they did in Super IP. They missed the derbies, but not the travel. And lastly, they're thinking about playing in smaller stadiums. Uh, I know we've spoken mm. about this before, playing in Good smaller idea. stadiums, which I think is a fantastic idea. If we had a 30,000-seater uh, stadium here in Joburg, for example, for the Lions, it'd be a jewel. I'm sure the same could be said for across the country. And I just think I like the idea about they're, they're kind of beginning to realize, and we've spoken about this, because we are leaders of thought in the rugby community <laughs> that you need to provide a proper match day experience you can't just pitch up to the stadium people require more so I just thought that was very interesting um, just a quick one liner from you guys so we, we need to get into the games we, we've uh, been in the news section yeah. for a bit so and, and just quick quick one line thoughts from yourselves yeah good approach I think it's going to work Ben anything to add one more thing for you to add <laughs> sorry yeah uh, of, of, what's his name uh, Fester yeah uh, uh, Harold Fester yeah yeah, Harold, uh, I'm sure you're listening. So, yeah, good shout. I'm glad you. I'm glad you're onboarding some of our comments. Yeah, and Matt. 
Uh, no, all props to Uncle Harold Fester. Ooh, all props. Oh, rugby pun. Nice. I like it. But uh, I, I just, um, yeah, watch the Take space. Take all props. How are the other teams going <laughs> to compete? Watch the space. Next, I think the next five years, next broadcast deal for Super Rugby will be very interesting. Super Rugby, I think, I mean, XA Rugby are in a yeah. strong negotiating position. More to come. As well as, there was one more game this weekend before you get into the Super Rugby ones. Did you see, any of you see the European Challenge Cup final? No. no. That was Cardiff Blues versus Gloucester. And, and uh, Ackerman's Gloucester lost 31-30 in like the good. last minute. In the last that'll minute. Teach him, yeah, that'll teach him to take so, the, yeah, yeah. That's, his thir- that's his third final in as many years and third not winning a final in as many years. Uh, what, mm. what, what, a, what a spiel. <laughs> right, let's move, into, let's move into the first game of the weekend. And we're going to try and motor through these so we can, uh, yeah, I said the new section. We just, I think our problem is we just like rugby too much, guys. We yeah. just, uh, we just have one more thing. Like we're to just, say all we're time. just too engaged. That's, that's our problem. We need <laughs> we, to take we, the we, finger we, off the pulse just a little bit. We, we in way, we in way too deep, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like the Sun, I think Sun 41 song that I think I just showed my age by bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> Great song. <laughs> uh, what's your, what's your age again? Uh, oh, another oh, oh, pun. There you go. I like it. Right, <laughs> so it was the Blues. The Blues versus the Hurricanes. Uh, oh. the, the Blues tried hard uh, on Friday. Then the Hurricanes think they're great to quality, got knocked over the line. And I said the Blues, I don't. I think they're getting better. All the, this is my comment, all the senior guys slowly coming back, Kano, uh, SBW playing Rico on the wing, please. That, that's it. So the Blues are getting there. They're still... A better rugby side than a good chunk of the competition, but the Hurricanes, uh, they got it done. And how much better is TJ Perinara compared to all the other nines, the shit nines that the Hurricanes have? So yeah. uh, the, the Canes do the business. Oh. Um, any any comments from, from you chaps? Uh, I'll go first. Um, yeah, so I think you'd hit the nail on the head with the TJP comment because the, the halftime score was actually quite close. Mm. And uh, I think, we, as we said last week, we were expecting it to be quite windy or rainy conditions, and it wasn't. It was very nice conditions. And somehow that played into the Blues' hands. Um, and the halftime score was only 14-8. And then second half, TJP came on and Hurricanes just ran away with it. Um, but my only other comment was really good to see Milner Scudder back and starting. Uh, from what I know, we're going to see Geordie Barrett at 12 this week. Yeah. Yeah. I think Lamarpe's La got another rest week and yeah. Vince Asso is out for the season. Yeah, I see, uh, because he's just doing it to spite me. He's in my draft <laughs> side and then he fucks his hand. Does one week. One week I've carried his ass four. Anyway, Ben. Did you, uh, ma- hmm? did you manage to offload him this evening or not? Oh, I still have time. Oh, fuck, I forgot. Thank you, thank you. Matt, what are you doing? Oh, thanks so much. Sorry. thanks so much for reminding me. Uh, what ben, are you doing, Matt? Just having uh, Geordie at 12 is going to be quite interesting. He's, he's like, he's gotten bigger. He's like a chunk of meat for four fifteen. These yeah. Ben. Um, yeah, the, yes, the game itself just yes, to be trade. honest. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm, I don't think I need to trade. Uh, I probably do, but oh, I'm 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 sunburned, so I'm I'm struggling. Was I gonna say? Oh. Uh, yeah, to me, the game pretty much went to script. Like, the Hurricanes are so strong. Like, they finish, they finish so well. Like, last 20 minutes, they just, they kind of crank it up. And to me, they are definitely the form team in Super Rugby. It's kind of theirs to lose at the moment. Hmm. Um, just with, just with Jordy, I think a similar thing happened to Habana. Like, I think Habana was a better player when he was smaller. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Uh, I, I agree with that. Because, um, like, like a few, say, especially, like, Geordie is now, he's quite big. But Geordie's strength was, strength was never running over people. And I still don't think that's the option he'll take. So I don't really mm-hmm. see what, what value Geordie gains or what value Habana, what value a lot of players gain in bulking up. Like, it might I think have been bef- a defensive decision. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. But uh, I don't know. Like he, he was, he's fine. He's whatever. He's like six three. He, he was big enough to stop most yeah. players. Yeah. Like at least, yeah. So I, I don't really understand why, why some players choose to bulk up where their strength is clearly like agility. Mm. So, 
I do no, think but... he, he said originally that he did actually want to, he was happy playing fullback, but he wanted to make a bid for 12. Yeah, maybe so... if, he, if he wants to have a crack at 12, like obviously. Yeah, and maybe he spoke to like the all black selectors and they, and they were like, listen, you want to play at 12, you got to bulk up. Yeah, because I, I guess in, at 12, you get a lot of. You mm. get a it's lot the only way of, I can explain it. Because like, I, I agree with you. Channel, yeah. I agree with you, like it was a bad decision. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, so, any other comments before we move, before we move on? But uh, pretty much going going according to plan. Yeah. No. Nothing. Mm, uh, nothing. Right. Let's get to the best part. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Game of the weekend. Game. This is what we'll be un- waiting for. Yeah, undoubtedly, game of the weekend. I think for the Super Brew episode, a couple of us will be eating humble pie. The coin is undefeated, but please catch that later this week if you want to hear what went down there. Wow. I woke up. I looked at my phone. And I just messaged, I just saw a message on the WhatsApp group, oh God, and, and then I ended up watching the last 20 minutes, just on my phone, like on silent, just like watching this horror show, because so I was supposed to back in a few Reds players. Um, well, congratulations <laughs> to the Reds. It just, was it hot, by the way? In Sun Wolves. Yeah, yeah um, excuse me, uh, to the Sun Wolves. Was it hot, by the way, in Tokyo? Because it seemed like, um, uh, I don't know, just the Reds um, couldn't keep up with the pace. The I Sun mean, Wolves didn't Hayden, keep... Hayden I think Parker it... was, was cooking, if that's what you mean. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, with the... With, hey, with, 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 a 10 meter radius of Hadar, you heard a chaff Hadar, like radar, because yeah. you're so accurate off the tee. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was on, but generally the Sun Wolves were, were on fire. So yes, it was very yeah. hot. Yeah. Uh, I, I they, were, a... they, were, uh, they were fucking dominant. Like everything, just the ball bounced for them, the seas parted for them, <laughs> the Red Sea parted for them. Like they, the Hadar was cranked up to 11 out of 10. Uh, like they could do no wrong, pretty much. Like pretty much every player one to fifteen did their job really, really well. Well, like, well, uh, not, the not, were not, good, the not 15, were good. just to just to mock for okay. not because yeah, Masawera went yeah. off. No, 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 like, Alex, 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 Alex. 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 Yeah. the real the real money ball turned out to be a bit of a dud deal, but. <laughs> the original money ball actually I don't want to talk about uh, the original <laughs> money ball also, also yeah, I, my, my, I just wanted while we're sitting on my advice um, there's barely any, anything between uh, Sam Lassi and Hutton at the moment so I might still uh, be in with I the think, favorable prediction maybe I think Lassi's still going to go up quite a bit right. yeah it's like 50-40 or something no, last season like sixty. Is he on sixty already? Fuck. Yeah, okay. Last I saw it was like fifty forty. Um, so what? I, I do have a question though. I'd say I, I didn't. I wasn't able to watch most of the game. What did the Sunwolves do well and the Reds do badly? So that they were able to royally fuck them up. I think Matt should. This is Matt's moment. I don't want to take it away from him. <laughs> um, okay, I watched the second half, so I can't talk too much about the first half. But what I saw in the second half, the Sunwolves were just. What they've been doing for the last couple of games, which were close games, and that they were they were playing, they were doing the right things, and they've come, they've gone from a team that wins something like 25% of their own lineouts to being able to steal the occasional opposition lineout, winning most of their lineouts. They've been, I hate to call Super Rugby a learning phase, but they have been sort of learning from their previous mistakes, and it's what. Freeman, the journal, which seems to be the only English-speaking journalist, rugby journalist in Japan, also said it's just everything that they've been trying and it's been going so well for them here and there in phases. All of that just clicked in one spot in one game, and that was this one. So yeah, yeah. The the I mean, we said we said last week like they were finally starting to look like a proper rugby team, and yeah. this week it just paid off like it suddenly came to fruition for them. And, okay, yes, it was the easiest fixture of the entire season, Reds at home. And the Reds just really didn't pitch up, like, Samu Karevi, George Smith, um, you know, uh, Tanya Latupo, and James Slipper, who really should be, especially with Payanga Mose, who's on form, that is one of the best front rows, I think, in the competition. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's pretty good. They're pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and Speaking like, yeah, Filippo Dalgunu, he played really well. Nice try. Um, I did see they, that. They just, yeah, that yeah, try was try nice. Was uh, he does it once again, eh? Um, yeah. I, I picked this up when I owned him in fantasy. Like, he, he doesn't do a hell of a lot all game, necessarily, but he has one of those every game where he just runs 70 meters. Doesn't matter which game it is. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, it just came together for them. It's really cool. I'm really happy. Um, all right. Any, any further comment before we yeah, move on? Just... Uh, 
just two things. One, um, a lot of Super Rugby teams just seem to acknowledge they have a weakness and then not do anything about it. Just kind of try avoid that weakness. Yeah. You know, like, like, like we're saying with the Blues, we've seen zero improvement with the Blues more, zero improvement yes. with the Blues scrum, zero improvement with the Blues line-out. Yes. Similar, similar. You can you can actually say that with with a lot of Super Rugby teams, they have a weakness, and instead of actually trying to address that weakness, they just sort of try to play around the weakness. You know, kind of, let's make a plan. Let let let's not more. Let's instead of you know you have a penalty in front of the post. Instead of scrumming, let's take a stupid little tap penalty like we're playing schoolboy rugby or whatever. So, um, but the Sunwolves, on the other hand, they've had weaknesses. I presume they've acknowledged those weaknesses and they've sorted mm. them out. And they've, yep. as Alex said, they've become a proper rugby team. So, very good. Um, yeah, number, number two, a tactic I noticed. I presume it was a tactic because they, they seem like quite an intelligent team. Was that they kicked, they kept the ball in play a lot. Yeah. Because the, the, the Reds, when they cleared, because the Reds' back three wasn't, they're not, you know, they're not potent. They're just yeah. kind of average players. So by doing that, they kept on, and then that combined with their line speed, they really, that, that's what I felt they gained a lot of sort of defensive meters and put the Reds under a lot of pressure, which was really good. Because it's a, it's a nice contrast to see, because the Crusaders kept on kicking to Falau, which mm, obviously yeah. is pants on, which is pants on head retarded. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think I think you've just uh, let's go into pants on head retarded, uh, talking about the Crusaders and Waratahs game. But uh, big up to the Sunwolves. A lot of people have been giving them shit. I even said last week they should be dropping Super Rugby. I still kind of feel that way until they show us a bit more of uh, the Agros. But uh, congratulations, and I think Brad Thorne probably um, put the fear of God into his players, made them punish them even more. But the Waratahs, they blew a fantastic opportunity to end Australia's incredibly long losing streak against the Crusaders, going down 31-29 after being 29-0 up. Uh, Israel Folau, uh, bar all his incredibly massive flaws, uh, we don't need to discuss that any further, he was fantastic uh, in the air. And as you said, Ben, they kept kicking it to him. I didn't, I was like, what What are you doing? You're kicking it to literally, uh, like he, he is, there, between him and best Ben Smith, Israel Folau is clearly better in the air. And Ben Smith is outstanding yeah. in the air. That's just how good he really is. I, I just, uh, yeah. But look, the Crusaders got it done. They were a little bit lucky with Joe Media. I also thought there was a tip tackle at the end of the game. So I really do feel the Waratahs mm-hmm. were a little bit screwed, though. Ben Foley to miss a couple of games. But it's a championship winning team, eh? That's, uh, the Lions know that. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's mm-hmm. difficult. Like, I saw a lot of people on Twitter complaining about the referee. I don't know. Like, it, it's just been so bad all season in so many different ways that, like, for me, this is within the realm of normal. Because the ref was terrible. Like, the Joe Moody miss was appalling. There were, like, there was a ref, there were two touch judges, there was a TMO. And, I mean, the TMO is getting involved over, the, like, the most ridiculous stuff these days, and he misses that. So I can understand why a Waratahs fan would be upset. I think it's just, it's just more of the same, though, to be honest. Like, I don't think this is an extreme example of poor officiating. It just so happens that the outcome is worse. Um, yeah, no, and Bensky and Bensky is a good referee. I just think uh, they, they did kind of miss it a little bit there. And I yeah. know we should say, oh, TMO should have picked it up. I think we've discussed it. The TMO has been getting a little bit too involved recently. Yeah, so it, it is, is a bit tricky. Yeah. So I do feel a little bit for it the top. If the TMO picked that up and chose to keep it, keep his mouth shut, that is the most unprofessional thing I think I've ever heard. Yeah, I'm sure that isn't what happened. I haven't heard anything that suggests that. Hmm. Yeah, but I, other than that, like to be honest, like I feel when I was watching the game, I, at no point did I really feel like the Crusaders were going to lose it, even when they were 29. It's true, down. hey. You kind of thought, you th- yeah. And I mean, I'm even mentioned in the group. I started scoring tries for fun in the last five, ten minutes. And I said, yeah. oh, they're going to win by 30. Look, they just won, and mm-hmm. I, I think the Waratahs were a lot better value. I think if they played like that against the Blues, for example, they would have blown them away. Um, yeah. So. I, I, I almost feel certain teams are better away from home as well because they don't have to deal with the pressure of playing at home mm. or something like that. Maybe, but, yeah. yeah. Matt's... But like uh, on Twitter... Hmm? Sorry, just no? before Matt goes on. On Twitter, like <laughs> I think someone was saying, oh, wow, I can't believe like Waratahs are 29 or up or whatever. Um, I wish I'd changed my Super Brew. And I think my joke was basically like, what, to Crusaders only winning by seven? <laughs> because like that, that is literally how I felt. Like I was watching, and I was really enjoying it because it's cool to see an underdog doing well. But half of my enjoyment was like an anticipation of, I can't wait until the Crusaders overcome this. 
And like, I did genuinely feel like the whole time I was like, it's a matter of time before the Crusaders come back from this. Um, so it just shows that I, I think that's also partly why the Waratahs lost because they probably felt the same way I did. And they had that mental frailty that they just couldn't overcome it. Yeah. Sorry, go on, Matt. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, uh, uh, I want to get Matt's thoughts. He's been, he's been quite quiet. Thinking. Uh, uh, the, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It seemed to be the theme of the weekend, though, just bitching about the ref. and Not just this game, all the games. Yeah. But yeah, not, not to delve too deep on that. Um, game, it was all right. A little boring in most parts. The Crusaders, the Crusaders are what I would call almost the most boring of the New Zealand sides in that they play such structured, clinical, well-versed. They don't have as much flair as the rest of New Zealand. So mm. I watched it and they did what they needed to and they won. Well done. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Seda Tamini Valu, he's my boy. I know he's leaving, but uh, he had no right to score that try. I think he ran over three people. <laughs> That's why he's on the wing. He just brings their gears. Right, moving on to the most frustrating game of the weekend for me, uh, the Lions. Uh, ben, I won't go do my, my little spiel here. Ben, please tell us uh, just the Lions highlight oh. this game. Your thoughts on that one? Yeah, it was just a bit... But, I, but like, I, I was saying this a few, like, six, six odd weeks ago that... Um, the Lions don't ever put together like a consistent performance. They always play well for like 10 or 15 minutes, put kind of 20, you know, score kind of three tries back to back. And that generally kind of breaks the spirit of their opposition. But yeah, so that's what they did. I think they scored a, they scored a try on 38 minutes and then they scored another one kind of in sort of injury time in the half. Eh? What's it called? Injury yeah, time bonus. Yeah. Like whatever. Yeah. Extra run. Yeah, so then I was like, no, they're going to make a run. As long as they can kind of score first after halftime, they'll be fine. But they just sort of they just sort of fizzled out to kind of nothing. So yeah, I wasn't um, I wasn't super pleased. But I was also looking at the sort of the names they have now, and they're not they're not a strong team anymore. Like like they've either in through injuries and transfers and blah blah blah, they have lost a bit of. They've lost a bit of kind of venom, but yeah, I would I would say that result went very much as expected, and yeah, like I thought the Lions they didn't they didn't embarrass themselves, and at the start of the game it looked like it was going to become quite an embarrassing result. Um, something that was quite weird was I don't know if you guys or I presume if you're watching you noticed it when uh, I think it was Lawrence Erasmus got falconed, and then yeah. the ball Ooh. came. And then the ball came back to from accounts, and then he just basically ran over the line, and just kind of the confusion. That was a try. But then it took off that because because Erasmus was like he didn't make an attempt to play the ball, the offside line switches from where the pass was made. So it turns out Ben Smith was actually in front of the guy who passed it. So technically he was like accidental. I don't know. I was really confused. Is that is that what they were saying? Yes. They said, yeah. No, at. they said it was unintentionally, didn't intentionally play the ball, but even the commentator said in South Africa, they call that lazy running. He was intentionally, yeah. run- look, I said it's all down to interpretation. I'm kind of with you, Ben. I was like, what guys, you should be able to know what to do. There's, there was actual confusion. I felt it was a try. I know the Lions benefited, but come on, I'm, he got in the way of the ball. So, so my yeah, feeling but, is, that, is that you can't, in, anyone in that situation, deliberate or non-deliberate, whatever, you can't put the other team's players on side. Yeah, you can't put Ben Smith, who was two, three meters offside before the pass. He, he doesn't was suddenly in... become onside because side, there's no. been a line contact that was especially unlawful. No, no, but, but that, that's like what happens, though. Because no. if there's, say, say there's a kick and then it touches whatever, the defensive team, then everyone becomes onside. Yeah, no, but charged... a, kick, a kick is, a, if, it's, if it's charged down, that's fine, right? Because, but that's different from passing the ball into a player who's in the wrong place. Don't you think? Yeah. Mm. No, no, but but that wasn't. Yeah, I can sort of understand that logic. Like, why would that put him on sides? But I think their logic was more that he was kind of like because he chose not to play the ball, he was like the equivalent of like the post or something. Yeah. He became like yeah. he became kind of like mm-hmm. a neutral object. That's kind of yeah, the feeling I was getting from the way they were. Yeah, that's I would have yeah, the reason the better reasoning would have been 
it doesn't necessarily put Ben Smith on side because it hit because uh, one it hit a lines play. No, because it becomes a kind of two wrongs don't make a right situation. Because yeah. fine, Lawrence yeah. Erasmus shouldn't have been in that position. So Highland is penalty, but at the same time, Ben Smith was also offside also, technically. Also offside technically, so yeah, not intentionally. Yeah. But I, I, look, either way, neither the, neither of them were intentionally, Adam. Well, one yeah. was just well. One was just can a... I say how it sums up how it sums up Ben, ben from accounts? How yeah. basically fifth whatever, like all kind of twenty players within the vicinity were just picking their assholes. Yeah. Ben from accounts oh, no. straight away sniffs the opportunity yeah. runs through. Like, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> all credit to Ben. All credit to Ben yeah. for scoring that five. Yeah. Did you Fantastic. guys hear the commentators mentioning his, his Jedi mind tricks at one yes. point? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. with that. Uh, but, but then I remember <laughs> they, they did correct him saying it was off Ty Walden that the ball went out and on. They're like, how, how did that st-? It was that uh, mm. passage of play in the last 20 minutes where there were five turnovers in the space of... Like, <laughs> yeah. It was, it was anyway. actually ridiculous. But, yeah, I, again, I, very disappointing Lions performance, uh, unfortunately. They had no right to only be four points behind. At halftime, the Highlanders were all over them, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I mean I kind of agree with Ben. I don't want to go on about it, but you know, an extra five percent. I don't know. They're just they're lacking a bit of cutting edge or killer instinct or ruthlessness in certain areas, and I I include that in defence. It's just yeah, basic areas. And I think um, Mana Skuman, I really like his energy, but geez, man, that penalty he gave away when the referee was telling him get out, uh, it's a yeah. and like in his face. Yeah, like if they walked away from that with a bonus point, it, it's thought six points into it, not that bad. And then he gave it away, and then he's like, oh, what? I didn't... So that's very disappointing as well. Just a bit of boneheaded play there, I thought. So a bit of a disappointing tour after a very good start. They threw away the Queensland game. Uh, look, it's always tough for New Zealand, but uh, they could have done better. I did like yeah. I did like that, Matt and Matt. Did it make you happy that you had three props? In the front yeah, row. Yeah, yeah. The triple front. Uh, Malcolm Marks injured. Who cares? We are going <laughs> to yeah. have a savage front row. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're onto something. Classic Swiss. I liked it. Jonathan Royan didn't do too badly as the reserve hooker as well. But so. I, I, I don't think scrum, uh, hooking the ball, I presume you need some sort of ability. But I think scrumming a hooker, like, it's pretty self explanatory because you can only really push forward. There's no other. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. I assume, as extrapolating from Tighthead, I don't think there's much more from Tighthead to Hooker. Yeah, yeah, because either way, you have a player either side of you, so there's no. Yeah. You know. All right. Well, are there any further comments? Uh, then we can move on uh-huh. to the Rebels Brumbies game. I didn't check this. I know that Jack Maddox. Uh-huh. I do like. Him. I like the look of him as an attacking player. I'm not too sure about defence. Corey Beatty didn't shine a light. Um, what's his name? Amanaki. He. he just from a, a fantasy perspective, he got penalties, he got carded, he still had a very big game. Uh, and I think the Brumbies threw it away, personally speaking. And the Rebels mm. did well to come back from 20, what was it, 21-10 down? Uh, something like that? Um, yeah, yeah, the Brumbies. The, 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 I, I, yes, yeah. I think the Brumbies have fitness issues. Yeah. Like, they, they were all sort of... Even like 10 minutes into the game, like they were kind of panning around to the players and they were all kind of mm. sucking in big time. Like, they've got, they've know. also got big depth issues. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe so. so yeah. players are, aren't sort of in the, cause obviously someone like Valentini, he, he presumably, he, he's not, he's not really fully match fit. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think yeah. he's okay because he did play club rugby on his way back. Yeah. What did, oh, no, but I mean, like, one, like, it doesn't really, he was out for a while, eh? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He was. Fair enough. Yeah, so, so I wasn't, also, uh, Jack Maddox, I think we're going to start seeing him at Flyhoff. You, you think so? You think so? Yeah, he's, got, he's got good hands, he's like, watch, watch, I'm, well, I'm telling you. Actually, may, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> I'm just Maybe not Jesus, Jesus, man. Do you have, do you have, do you have money riding on this or something? No, sorry, no, sorry, just sorry realized... Ben. I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> I just realized that had a, what can only be described as a visceral reaction to that suggestion. I just realized that his opposition and fly-off there is Debrecini, which can't be difficult to dislodge. So I almost think Ben's onto something there. Well, yeah, I, I, I mean, I haven't thought about it that deeply, as, would... as we don't do that much about the Rebels beyond Amanaki, but... I like him going forward. I don't know. I mean, his deke pro used a little bit of work, but yeah, 
Uh, interesting ball player, though there are like I mean, there are whispers of Quaid, Quaid Cooper coming coming helping out the Brambies or the Rebels, which would be an, an improvement. Ooh, ooh. Do you know what? I heard some whispers that uh, Falau might go to the Reds. Yes, that's right. Thank you. Thank well, you for they've been chasing him for ages. Yeah. Pretty much since day one. Yeah. yeah, well, they could use but, him. Um, I think, just going back to the fly-off question, I think Hodge is a better fly-off and a better option at fly-off. And for me, Maddox isn't a good... He wouldn't make a good fly-off because he's... If you think about like the spectrum of number 10 to number 15, it's kind of like as you move along it, it's a trade-off between decision-making and opportunity capitalization. Yeah. And Maddox is, is excellent at capitalizing opportunities. He's a very good athlete, and he sees space really well. And so he's very good at, at exploiting opportunities that are created for him. I don't know how good he is at, at creating around him, you know, bringing other people into the game so much. So I think he's much better as a 14 or 15. Um, but I could see Hodge at 10. Nah, I prefer Hodge at 12. I like him at 12, or even at 13, gives you that yeah, extra but, kicking option. But I just, I just, if I was a Rebels fan, I would be saying... Listen, Debrasini is not the future. That he's I barely the past. He's not even the present. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> send him to whatever East. Send him back to whatever Eastern European country he's from. <laughs> yeah, but if I'm assuming if, Poland with all those Z's. Yeah, the C and a Z combo has to be Poland. <laughs> if if Foley goes down, who do you reckon will play ten for the Wallabies? Um. Good question. Probably John uh, Lance. Yeah, I was going to say uh, Lance was probably. Um, I think, who else? Hasn't, hasn't Leofano said he's not available? Yeah, Christian Leofano said he's not available. So oh, did he? Lance is, yeah, Lance is next in the queue. I'd rather have Beal. Beal at 10. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that, that's what I reckon. I reckon it would be Beal. Or... Yeah, but we What's our con up to these days? Having a jaw. Playing for sale, dude. So, oh, cool. I, I think he got injured. <laughs> Um, so you kill rugby union in, in Australia once and for all. <laughs> no, I, I, I think I don't think I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze with O'Connor. Huh? I was. Is he playing um, even? Uh, yeah, no, he was. He was, he was playing a bit. I love. He's that keeping guy. a low profile, which is which is sensible. Yeah, I love that um, guy, but a, a lot of wasted talent, uh, unfortunately. So, so 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 genuinely, you re- you reckon if Foley goes I think, down, I think, will play I, I think so, uh, and then. My next guess would probably be Farrow from the Brumbies. No, Ooh, he's not a good no, player. No, you take that back. I think I'd rather have I'd rather have him than Lance or Debrisi. No, I'd, I'd rather have Hodge or Maddox. Um, <laughs> well, for Australia now, yeah, Hodge. Listen, Maddox, you've never played a fly off before. <laughs> 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 no, you know what? The Australians would get a league player. They get some guy who's literally some never he hasn't even converted yet. They're gonna they're gonna get a pre-convert. To come and play fly oh, no, oh, so Actually, we're forgetting Guys. the obvious solution, Quaid. He's chilling there. No, in... no. He's the been marinating his club rugby. It's Carmichael Hunt. The obvious solution is Carmichael Hunt. What's he been up to? Apparently, because in, in, this, in this article I was reading uh, about about um, them trying... So the Reds want to sign Falau, but they basically don't have the money. And they're just saying... So Quaid gets paid 850000 Aussie dollars a year. To do nothing. Carl Michael Hunt gets paid six hundred and fifty thousand US a year to I don't know. Yeah, to serve a drug ban. He's no, he's not serving a drug ban. He's just well, he's voluntarily not at this point. No, he's no. So, so what they say? What they saying with Carl Michael Hunt? is that he's deliberately not playing club rugby because he doesn't want to get injured and hurt his chances of a Northern Hemisphere contract. Uh, and then they yeah, say yeah. they also they also have a lot of money tied up in frisbee. Who I don't know what frisbee. <laughs> what? Is. No man. Well, there's your solution to the fly half problem, Nick Frisbee. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> problem I'm, that the, the Reds basically the, the three like three of the most expensive players on their books are just kind of on walkabout. So yeah. Frisbee. Wow. Right so on is that bombshell. What, yeah. what injury has frisbee got? I thought he shit. Yeah. <laughs> Besides being terrible. Besides being yeah. terrible and surplus to the sprained t- his, sprained his talent ligament. <laughs> uh, okay, let's uh, move on before I get too <laughs> too critical. I'm yeah, actually we, looking. I'm, I'm trying to, to find frisbee now. I find it. out what's wrong with him. Can I'll, can I'll come back. Gotta get another strongly worded Yeah, I think let's let's move on. Um, to to uh, South African rugby. 
Uh, I, I also missed, I was playing cricket, so I missed the two South African games. So, Alex, you and you, being just the local Stormers fan, you want to tell us about the riveting game that was uh, the Chiefs versus Stormers? No, like, honestly, it's, I, I barely remember what happened. Um, it was such a dull game. Like, the only try came from Anton Leonard Brown, then there was also a penalty try. Um, but, like, even the Chiefs guys didn't look good. McKenzie wasn't finding space. Um, okay, that Brady Italic was was good. Brady Italic was really good. Um, he was everywhere that he needed to be. Charlie Nighty looked solid from the Stormer side. Espy Marais is a horror show. He looks like he's doing work, but he isn't. But hands down, the worst player on the pitch from both sides today, uh, yesterday was Raymond Rule. I don't know. I don't know what he had in his halftime orange or whatever, but he was doing the weirdest thing. Like, he was dropping the ball. He passed the ball directly to a Chiefs player at one point. Like, <laughs> it was at like, it was at like an uh, angle of 15 degrees forward or something. It wasn't yeah, a, just... like, he passed it straight to him. I swear he was even looking at the guy. Like, he passed him the ball. I don't know how else to explain it. It was, the, it was the weirdest turnover I've ever seen. He was he had the most comical look on his face as well afterwards because yeah. he realized he fucked up immediately. God, it was so stupid. Yeah, it was a bad game. I don't want to talk about it, to be honest. Uh, th- There's, nothing that is. To be There's nothing to be learned from it. Like, the, 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 the Stormers just played terrible rugby. And even and, um, they're, and they're meant to be semi-Springbok front row being child at scrum time by the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know right. what went wrong there. There's one tidbit um, that'll be of interest to you, especially, Matt, seeing as you've let the trade um, cat out the bag, so to speak. Um, Damien, Williams, Damien Williams is not going to Tokyo with him. Or, sorry, to Singapore. Hong Kong. Oh, sorry, Hong Kong. Whatever. Um, so, because they kept him for this week, I think. Otherwise, yeah. he was going to join the junior box this week. So he's confirmed to join the junior box this coming week. Yeah. Um, he's... So the fantasy yeah. clacks on. Tell him. Yeah, they've already they've already announced their twenty five man touring squad yeah. to Hong Kong, yes. and his name's oh, his name and Etzebeth's name is also not there. So, yeah. if anyone else was wondering if Etzebeth's going to come back soon, but yeah, that's uh, that's really it. There isn't anything to talk about, to be honest. Like it was just ben, it was bad, bad any, any any hot takes. Oh no, I didn't watch it, and then when I saw everyone was just saying shit things about it, uh, so we did alright. Well, I, I don't know. Whenever I pick oh, Raymond Rule to my draft team, he always does shit. I'm busy at cricket, and I get this message: Raymond Rule laughing faces. I'm like, what? And he's like, no, he passes the ball to uh, opposition players. I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> turnover conceded, minus two. You know, that's sort of <laughs> does that count as a turnover conceded? <laughs> yeah, sure. It has to. <laughs> like, uh, there's got to be another category for what that was. Like, that uh, can't just uh, go down as a normal turnover. Uh, all right. Well, well, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We don't want to give the the Fox Fantasy people any more license than yeah, they have. Like, yeah. we can't let them start making up shit or randomly allocating points. They're already quite rogue. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, let's move on to the final game of the weekend, and uh, we're making good time. Looked like a cracker at Loftus. I, I told someone at cricket at the bar after this, I was like, ah, oh, back the Sharks. And the guy's like, basics, buddy. Always pick the bulls at Loftus. And it sounds so, so <laughs> honest and straightforward, and I can't believe I chose the Sharks. Fuck, they always confuse me. But watch a game. I think the South African rugby. I've only been able to check the highlights and, and do a bit of reading here and there. Um, yeah, it's exciting, right? B, it does depress me that we're all beating each other. But how many points separate uh, like first from fourth? In the SA conference are like four or something? Uh, no, no, the line's on 31 and then everyone's on 24. Yeah, well, it's yeah. close. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's, it's close. And, and the Lions have played an extra game, I think, compared to some of the other teams. So, yeah. It's I'd actually say. looking quite similar to our fantasy log. <laughs> yeah. pretty, pretty much. <laughs> pretty congested. But um, from what I could see, Warwick Kalant, he had an outstanding game and interesting calls mm-hmm. by Arasta. Uh, Ravishenga with that try. I think it was legit, but great offload. Kalant was great. Creel was great. Uh, Jean-Luc, he also played very well. Uh, Bosch. Um, look, I didn't check the game, but look, it looked like an a, a absolute cracker. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Tell um, me, bro. I'm here to learn. Matt, Matt's been quiet. He can go first. Yeah. What, this game? Yeah. yeah. Um, I was watching. I can't remember, though. I do remember watching it. I just remember laughing my eyes off at arms... 
arms card when Alex Alex asked the poignant question. Is it racist <laughs> that Rasta can't tell the difference between um and Mvovo? Because <laughs> yeah. Rasta was, was, trying, he was like, it's, he it's was Adam. Play 23. 23. Cool. Where's 23? Where's 23? Bring, bring him to me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure 23 wasn't even on the fucking field at that point. He was, but like only just. And I mean, they've got completely different hairstyles, never mind the fact that they're completely different people. <laughs> and Arm hadn't even left there. Arm was like hanging yeah. around because he knew the card was coming. Yeah, so yeah. He it was wasn't like, like he'd skulked, skulked. It's not like he'd skulked off and hid behind yeah. the post so that Rasta can't get him with the card. I mean, fuck. <laughs> it was such. 23, 23. And then the TMO eventually, no, I think it's 13. Oh, oh. Uh, where's 13? And Arm's like standing right there. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, sorry, it was me. <laughs> yeah. Right, so. Uh, these bloody Australians. Anyway. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, no, it, was, it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. a bad game, and I'm glad the the Bulls tries are all sort of uh, besides uh, I think a good couple of Fords tries in the Bulls as well, couple literally, mm-hmm. Smith and yeah, Lewitt. I like Lewitt. Yeah, like stretching for the line. I like that. Yeah, right. okay. He's done that a couple of times this season. Mm, yeah, he's got. He must have about four tries this season now. Three. Yeah. Uh, Lewitt doesn't score forward tries though. Lewitt is a forward, but he scores yeah. backline tries. Like the, no, he, the way he runs at least tries. ten meters. He runs yeah. at least ten meters. They're at least loose forward tries. At yeah. least loose forward. Yeah, so, yeah. Let's give him, give him the better. <laughs> like he's on. He's like doing those like full on outside channels, stepping inside and whatever. Um, yeah. although I don't doubt that he's capable of it. But yeah, um, Lewitt's cooking at the moment, eh? Yeah, so so on, on that point, so for me, this came down to um, the matchups, like to boil it down to its most simple component. We, we were seeing potential Springbok head-to-heads, right? So, yes. number one, Beast against uh, Koboka. Not much of a contest, but still, they've both been spoken, spoken about in terms of the squad. Uh, number two, Akka versus Strauss. Number three, Dutoy versus Inyakani. <clears throat> Then at number five, Ron Puerta and Luit. And then uh, number 10, Rob Dupre, Andre Pollard. Number 12, Esther Hazen and Wurdendahl. Number 13, Um and Creel. And number 15, Bosch and Gillant. All of those guys in those head-to-heads are basically fighting to prove that they deserve to be in the, squad, the Springbok squad. And of those, the Sharks maybe had two that they won. So I would say Beast and Thomas Dutoy. Actually, and, and Akka, the front rows. The f- number Akka, one, two, well, three. Akka was man of the match in a losing yeah, yeah. side. So. He, did, he did not deserve to be man of the match. I want to be oh, clear that on was, that. That was a weird... Was, was it like an SMS vote or something? Because <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I never know. I, because for, for someone to get a losing man of the match, they have to play so well. Like, it's not yeah. a... So, yeah. for, so, so, just to finish my point, so... The, of those eight head-to-heads for Springbok bases, the Sharks won three, and the Bulls won the other five. Warwick Gallant was way better than Bosch. Gallant was like a wizard out there with some of the stuff he was doing. I don't know if you guys saw his assist for the... Oh, uh, oh it's full. Like, for I, I, think tried, yeah. I think yeah, he and that was that was the world in slow motion. Like, that's the oh, only yeah. way I can explain that. It was no, incredible. The like, his, the restraint he showed, where they, everyone thought he knocked it on. And he like hovered around the ball like a like a hummingbird until it was time to pick it up and pop it up. Um, it was amazing work, and he grabbed it through and everything. So Gallant was definitely better than Bosch. Um, Creel was maybe also man of the match because he had a fantastic game. And it's amazing what happens when you run at a, at a, it's not ninety degrees, one hundred eighty degrees, or yeah. seventy five degrees. The straight line, just in a straight line. S- straight's the word you're looking for. No, no what? Well, <laughs> fuck, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but um, also, he was, his second. Did he score two tries, or uh, he almost scored another try, but he was on the outside like channel. Like he was really like good. a proper assist, yeah. And then I thought I thought Woodendahl was better than Andre Estesen, to be honest. Um, it hasn't played well, but he made a few big mistakes with his boot. Um, we kicked directly out a couple of times. And then I thought Pollard was better than Dupreer on the day. He just controlled the game so well. And then the last one being Lewitt, who was head and shoulders above Roadboard in every way. So yeah, that's, I think that really is why it came down to the Bulls victory. Like, they just, the individual stood up on the day. 
Right. I don't have uh, any final okay, comments. Uh, so, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, sorry. Alex, Ruan Boerter is not being considered for a Springbok place. If he is, I'm changing my nationality. Oh, don't you do that anyway? Ben's cheering me. I'm not just becoming Mauritian anyway, Ben. Oh, that's for tax reasons. I have. I'll just have dual nationality. Um, in other news, I've worked out what happened to Frisbee. Besides okay. being, besides being surplus, Brad, uh, Bradthorn being vocal about him being surplus to the Reds, he is still contact contracted to the Reds, but he was on a short-term loan to Bordeaux and actually played his last game for them. I'm trying to see now if it was this weekend or last weekend. Last weekend, he played his last game for them. So he played there from Jan till last weekend. Cool. Yeah. There we go. Um, can, can we talk about Bosch's, Bosch's trip? Yes. Ooh, I saw Ooh, that. It's, it's that to, point to, me, to, to me, that's a red card. Because yeah. that that is that is the essence of it's a it's a deliberate foul. Yes. He knew exactly what he was doing, and it's dangerous. To me, to me, that is as as recordable as a punch. So I think that was that was bullshit. How he got a he got a yellow yeah. only. No, I I agree, and that's the thing. So like with Chance Penny, for example, just to take it back to our first conversation. <laughs> Fucking Penny, he always. Chance, <laughs> oh, sorry. Chance Penny's fuck up was was a very poorly executed version of what he's legally entitled to do and what he's trying to do, what he's supposed to do, right? Yeah. He tried to tackle Dag, and he fucked it up and put Dag's um, at risk, so therefore it's a penalty and therefore the ban. That's fine. A trip is never going to be legal. There's no version of what Bosch tried to do and physically did with his body that is permissible under the laws. So I don't understand how it could be seen as, as lesser. Maybe that's overly simplistic. I don't know what you guys think. No, no, I, I agree. I, I think when I saw that, I was like, oh, cheers. I'm like, fuck, I'm glad he's not in my fantasy team anymore. But yeah. no, like like for me, uh, will, will he get cited for that? Potentially? Well, he, they've said nothing yet. and I mean, they've already no, announced... But everyone sort of brushed over, even the commentators. The commentators were like, oh, that's definitely a penalty. And I was like, bullshit that's that's cheating there's no other th- there's no other word for that like yeah yeah but yeah like i mean they've done i think they've handled the citations citing citations for the weekend already so he got away with it uh, i yeah, wasn't maybe. like like I, I like bosch but jeepers that really dented him in my in my uh sort of um expectations yeah, yeah. no but he, he hasn't he done this kind of thing before I think he has been cynical. He's been nailed for being cynical yeah. before. Yeah. No, but, but I seem, been I seem to remember like... having this conversation with someone a while ago, and, and we're talking about how it's 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 immaturity. Like he he doesn't. It's almost like he, it's almost like Luis Suarez, where he just like reflexively bites the guy who's closest to him. And Bosch like, doesn't quite have the level of self control. Because I mean, why are you tripping? Like, why are you chucking your leg out there? Like I said, there's no version of the rules that allows you to do that. So it's it's just so. Immature, unprofessional. I don't know. I don't know. I think he's got a discipline issue. Not like yeah, Evan like Edson, just like a child. Yeah, yeah, because he's just petulant, basically. Mm. But but also, I thought Um could have got a red card as well for what he did. Because that he tackled the man in the air. He's just lucky yeah. he landed on his back. So the shot could have potentially been down to 13 men with a different ref. So. Uh, and uh, yeah. all, my, all my fantasy choices covering themselves in glory. It's, uh, it's great. You know, I see. I, I really seem to be able to pick him. <laughs> That's what it's all anyway. about. That's what it's all about. Um, before we wrap up, can I say my favorite moment of the weekend was Jeff Parling trying to kick a grubber kick? Um, <laughs> well, it, I don't, know if, you, I don't know if you guys have seen the clip. I'll send it to you just now. But he he basically like got into his head that he was going to kick a grubber through, and then he he dropped the ball but forgot to actually kick it, and he basically just like dropped the ball but his body kept running. And it was a knock-on, and that's all it was. Oh well, yeah, uh, guys, uh, the, the commentators never mention it, so I feel I should. But do you know Jeff Parling played three games for the British and Irish Lions? I kind of knew that. I didn't realize it was three. Did he play three, or was he was he on the pine for three and didn't actually? Has he played for the British and Irish Lions? No, no, like, no, like like you would think the commentators were really bang at home the whole time, but they never mention like, it. I feel like that's a talking point that they'd want to raise at some stage. Isn't he one of those... They're too busy saying that Corobini's the best wing in the world. 
Yeah, yeah, I guess they're just distracted by the firepower of that Rebels backline that they never get down to how Jeff Parling, you know, represented the British and Irish Lions. Yeah, so maybe maybe they don't know, Ben. Maybe we should actually send them an email to alert them to the fact that Jeff Parling has represented the British and Irish Lions in the past. I think they might thank us for that. Yeah, yeah, we, we should uh, at least at least maybe maybe just stick it in a tweet just to. Mm-hmm. Just to, because you know, like, like they're modern men, these Aussie commentators. So, you know, Actually, they'll they'll pick it up when they listen to this episode. Hmm. So, I don't think we need to go too far that way. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure Harold Festel will tell them because you know he, he moves in those circles. Yeah, he's a straight shooter <laughs> as well. <laughs> All right, uh, guys, I think that's that's gonna wrap it up for uh, yeah. this, this edition of Idiot Rabbi Banter. If you are listening out there, please catch us on A Class. A Class. Fuck man, uh, A Class. ITunes what the fuck is A-Class? A-Class, <laughs> iTunes, and SoundCloud. Rate, subscribe, and please comment. We will be coming out with uh, the Fantasy Edition, uh, from what I have seen, hasn't been great, and Superbrew, mine is a disaster, but thankfully the pods lives on in strength. I can't remember what we chose for the Bull Sharks game, but we'll check it out. So please, check it out later in the week. Uh, Matthew, thank you for joining us, to use your full your full name. Awu. Uh, <laughs> oh woo! All right. Oh woo! We all gonna sign off with the howl. Yeah. Uh, oh, Alex, oh. thanks. Oh woo! That was pretty good. Uh, then Ben, thanks. Oh <laughs> And Adam, thanks for listening. Oh Nice. Nice. <laughs> oh, we're idiots.